This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm sure we all saw this one coming. I gave my opinions on the grass starters some time ago. Then I talked about the fire starters. And by process of elimination, that just leaves the water starters left. If I have to be honest with all of you, this was the most difficult group for me to analyze. It wasn't like the grass starters where I easily shit on them or the fire starters where I easily admire them. The water starters are very distinct and viable in their own ways. So whatever I say could cause opposing reactions, whether they be positive or negative. Either way, everyone has their own opinions. And I'm committed to finishing up this mini-series. As usual, I'll be judging the water starters based on their designs, concepts, stats, and any special niches they may have. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the Pokemon Water Stars from least favorite to favorite. Once again, if you haven't seen the last two starter episodes, the reason I didn't say worst to best is because I don't personally hate any of the starters. Just want to point that out one last time. My least favorite water starter is Popplio. What do you know, I just started the list and already there's a controversial spot. I'll admit, Popplio is pretty cute with it being based off a sea lion. One of my favorite sea mammals, by the way. But it all goes downhill with its evolutions. Brion is... Okay, I think the bright colors are a bit too much. Primarina, though, is where the problems really stand out for me. I'm sorry, but I hate Primarina. I get it that's supposed to be based off a mermaid, which makes sense if Primarina was a female evolution, but that's the problem. The design is so feminine that it makes it hard to believe that you have a male Poplio. Hell, even Delphox didn't look that feminine, and that's saying much. However, Primarina has great bulk in special defense and a high special attack. This is thanks to its additional fairy typing upon evolving, its main move Sparkling Array, which not only deals damage but helps Primarina if it's burned, as well as its hidden ability Liquid Voice, which turns any sound-based move like Hyper Voice into a Water-type move, and let's not forget about its signature Z move, Oceanic Opera. Unfortunately, I've been destroyed by Primarina numerous times in competitive battles, which made me start to dislike this Pokemon even more. If Primarina had a better design, then Poplio would have been ranked higher. Just making it slightly above Poplio is Oshawa. Ironically, Oshawa is my favorite of the Unova starters, yet it's ranked so low. Even lower than Snivy if you guys listened to my first starter episode. Of course, I have my reasons. I think Oshawa is cute, as it's based off another one of my favorite sea mammals, that being the sea otter. Its next form, Duwok, is decent looking, and its final form, Samurott, has a cool design. However, I do find it bizarre how the first two forms are bipedal, while its final form isn't. Almost the same issues I had with Snivy. Stat-wise, Samurott performs well when it comes to unleashing physical and special attacks, but its speed and defenses aren't that good. Its hidden ability, Shell Armor, does save it from being hit by critical hits, as I mentioned before with Torterra. But at least Torterra has great defenses to work with, while Samurott doesn't. I still like the Oshawa line, though. In fact, the designs alone is what puts it above Poplio. Finishing up the bottom three is Piplup, sadly. Despite having a soft spot for the Piplup line, there are a few reasons why it's ranked low, but let's talk about the positives first. 
Piplup is an adorable little penguin, although its evolved form Primplup is pretty awkward looking. Empoleon, which is Piplup's final form, thankfully fixes that. I think Empoleon looks pretty fucking cool with its trident-shaped beak and having blades for flippers. Part of that is due to gaining the steel type after it evolves. Empoleon is viable when it comes to special attacks and special defense, and thanks to its hidden ability Deviant, its attack power will raise every time it gets a stat change. But the biggest problem with Empoleon is its lackluster speed. Nowadays, people only use Empoleon to set up or extinguish any entry hazards, which I think is unfair because we know Empoleon is more capable than that. Of course, having good speed is what competitive players care about the most. Regardless, I chose Piplup a few times when I played through Diamond and Pearl, and it's its job well. However, now that I'm older and have a better understanding of how Pokemon games function, I see myself utilizing Piplup the least compared to the other Sinnoh starters. I still like Piplup a lot, probably thanks to Dawn's Piplup from the anime, and Empoleon deserves more love despite where I placed him. Get ready to hear this. Starting off the middle is Squirtle. Yes, I had the audacity to put everyone's favorite water turtle in the middle rather than the top three. Just hear me out, people. There's no doubt in my mind Squirtle is an icon among the water starters, and how could you not like Squirtle with its simple turtle design and those cool-ass shades it wore in the anime? Its next form, War Turtle, has a pretty basic design but still enjoyable. Once it evolves into Blastoise, the design gets even better. A giant turtle with two cannons growing out of its back is something worth admiring. Just like another turtle-like starter I mentioned before, Blastoise excels in the defense department, and it has decent physical slash special attack. The hidden ability it has is called Rain Dish, which gradually increases the user's health in the rain. Perfect for those who want to set up a good rain team in competitive battles. In X and Y, Blastoise received a Mega Form and gains the Mega Launcher ability, which powers up any aura or pulse moves. This includes, but not limited to, Water Pulse, Dark Pulse, Dragon Pulse, and Aura Sphere. Definitely worth running a special attacking Blastoise. Just like Venusaur, Blastoise received a Gigantamax form in the Isle of Armor. As much as I love how menacing Blastoise looks with all those fucking cannons on its back, I still like its Mega Form better. Or maybe it's because I still prefer Mega Evolution over Dynamax slash Gigantamax. Please Game Freak, bring back Megas! Overall, I still think Blastoise is great, it's just most of the War Stars to come after it capture my attention more. Making it slightly above Squirtle is Totodile, ironically the second water starter in the entire series. Totodile is one of those Pokemon you can't help but adore because of its cheerful personality, especially Ash's Totodile in the anime. Croconaw, which is Totodile's next form, helps it give that extra edge it needed for its design. Until you look at its final form, Feraligator. This thing looks extremely badass, and its stats are worth acknowledging. Feraligator is built around physical attacks and has pretty good speed and defense. Powerful makes Feraligator more viable its hidden ability Shear Force, which increases the power of its moves that have additional effects but those effects are negated. For example, if Ralgear uses Ice Punch, it won't have that 10% chance of freezing your opponent and instead deal more significant damage. For Ralgear was already a beast, but this ability makes it even more threatening than ever before. Even though Totodile isn't my favorite of the Johto starters, hell, it's ranked higher than Cyndaquil if you listen to my previous starter episode, I can't ignore the ferocious power for Alligator has for players to utilize. Alright, this has to be the most controversial spot in the entire list. Starting off the top 3 is Sobble. I can already hear the rage eliciting from all you Sobble haters. Sobble fucking sucks, it has the worst design. It hurts me every time I hear shit like that. As soon as I saw Sobble in the first trailer to Sword and Shield, I fell in love. Sobble was freaking adorable and its timid personality is something I can relate to. 
It's not too often I often decide to pick the Water Star very early when a new game gets revealed, because I usually pick the Fire Starter. Sobble's Evolve form, Drizzile, has a cool design, but then you have its next form, Inteleon. A lot of people hate Inteleon for its design alone. To that I say, what's the big deal? Inteleon is supposed to be based off a of spy, and this design is perfect for that motif. Okay, maybe the cape is a bit much, but it's still an amazing design. Stat-wise, Inteleon has great speed and excellent special attack. Its signature move, Snipe Shot, officially became one of my favorite signature moves of any starter Pokemon. Probably my second favorite if I'm being honest. Snipe Shot is one of those moves with a high critical hit ratio, and Inteleon's hidden ability, Sniper, helps make moves like that even more powerful. Just like with the rest of the Galar starters, Inteleon received a Gigantamax form. Although it's not my personal favorite of the three, I love how Inteleon's tail turns into a tower, then proceeds to snipe its opponents from a high altitude. Every time I look at this form, I can't help but think about that scene from The Deadly Tower starring Kurt Russell. If you guys seen that movie, then you know what I'm talking about. In all seriousness, I don't expect everyone to change their minds about Sobble, or Inteleon for that matter. I just think that this Pokemon doesn't deserve all that hate it's been given. And I'm proud to put Sobble in the top 3. The runner-up for my favorite water starter is Mudkip. First of all, how can anybody not be a fan of Mudkip? It's so fucking cute! Even though for years I've been trying to figure out what the hell Mudkip is based off, according to Pokemon analysts, Mudkip is either based off a Mudkipper or an Axolotl, I don't know how to say that so I'm sorry, both in which are different types of amphibious fish. Thank god Mudkip looks cuter than the actual animals it's based off. Its evolved form Marshtop is pretty much a bigger Mudkip, but it still has a solid design. However, its final form Swampert has a much better design in my opinion. Yes, all of Mudkip's cuteness dies out, but I think that's the point. Swampert looks very intimidating and is a force to be reckoned with. It's got an excellent typing of water and ground, which makes it very viable, except it has a 4 times weakness to grass sadly. Don't worry, Swampert's high attack power, defense, and special defense makes it worth using. Its hidden ability, damn, prevents it from being taken out by self-destructing moves. In your fucking face, Electrode. In Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Swampert received a Mega Form, and I think it's amazing. Not only does it have a boost in power, but it gains the Swift Swim ability as well, where the user's speed increases when it's raining. This definitely helps with Swampert's lackluster speed. Literally, it's the best kind of Pokemon you can have on a rain team because Mega Swampert is fast as hell and destroys anything in its path. Every time I pick Mudkip, whether it be in the classic Gen 3 games or the remakes, Swampert never fails to disappoint me. Once again, I have to thank all you data miners out there for letting us know that Mudkip and the rest of the Hoenn starters are returning for the Crown of Tundra. Sorry if all this praise is becoming annoying for some of you, I just love the Hoenn starters so much. My favorite water starter is without a doubt Froakie. Where do I begin other than saying that this Pokemon had a lot of hate back then? When X and Y was first revealed, Froakie received a lot of negativity because of how quote-unquote ugly it looked. Personally, I thought Froakie looked cool, though I didn't choose him during my first playthrough of X. Little did we all know, it was a huge mistake to diss this frog, because its evolved form Frogadier turned out to have a pretty cool design. But its final form is where Froakie truly shines. I'm of course talking about the one and only Greninja. Or as I sometimes like to call him, Naruto Frog. Jokes aside, I fucking love Greninja. Right down from its design and amazing stats. A ninja frog with its tongue wrapped around its neck. Yeah, that does sound weird on paper. In execution though, it's the best final form out of the water starters. At least in my opinion. Its dual typing of water and dark is also a perfect fit for this Pokemon. Greninja has very balanced stats, which makes the Setsu run feel limitless. 
Water Shuriken, which is Greninja's signature move, is hands down my favorite main move, and my favorite priority move as well. Greninja's hidden ability, Protein, is what makes it even more viable in terms of competitive play, with its effect of changing Greninja's type depending on what moves it uses. Fuck off, Cinderace, with your Labriel rabbit shit. If you're running a special attacking Greninja, then using a move like Ice Beam will turn it into a pure Ice type. Or if you set up entry hazards like Toxic Spikes, Greninja will turn into a pure Poison type. But I'm sure we all know what makes Greninja so popular. I'm of course referring to its Ash Greninja transformation, or the Bond phenomenon to be more precise. As the name suggests, this form debuted in the XYZ anime. The bond between Ash and his Greninja was so strong that the two started battling in secrecy. It's because of this form Greninja is considered Ash's strongest Pokemon. Too bad he fucking released it. About a month before Sun and Moon, players were given the chance to receive a Greninja with the Battle Bond ability, so they too can have their own Ash Greninja. No fucking way was I going to miss that opportunity. Greninja became my go-to Pokemon to use in my first, and only, playthrough of Sun and Moon. Stat-wise, after Greninja defeats an opponent, a Battle Bond will cause your Greninja to turn to Ash Greninja and gain a huge boost in all its stats, making Greninja more powerful than ever before. It's honestly depressing to know that Greninja won't be returning for the Crown of Tundra. Seriously, Game Freak? How could you not bring back the Pokemon of 2020? Now, every time I start a new playthrough of X, I don't waste any time choosing Froakie. Greninja is such an incredible Pokemon, and it deserves the title as my favorite water starter. That pretty much wraps up all my starter rankings. I know, it was very risky for me to tackle something as subjective as this. Regardless, I think I did a solid job analyzing each starter based on their stats and personal preference. Obviously, I don't expect everyone to agree with me. I just want to give out my honest thoughts and opinions. Who knows what the stars for Generation 9 will be like and if they somehow leave a huge impact on my rankings. Until then, all three rankings will stay as they are. Thank you all for listening to yet another Geeks Crossing episode. Join our Discord server and tell us any opinions you may have about the starters. Have a great day and stay true to your geek selves.